Good morning, good morning, everyone. I think we're up and running now. Good to see a few of you up and at it, which is awesome. Tim, good morning, mate. Welcome to uh, welcome to the show again. Welcome back, as they say. Kevin's always here. Fritz, we've got to book in, Fritz. We've got to catch up. You and I um, got to sort it. I think you sent me a message the other day, didn't you? I'll try and track it down. If not, Fritz, send me another one and I'll get it sorted today. Been trying to catch up after uh, the Chrissy break. Good to see you, mate. Hope you're well. Jeff. Uh, yep, I think so, mate. I think so. I think we're. Uh, I think we've reached the uh, the pinnacle of the interest rates for sure, Jeff. And uh, at some point, they will reduce, and that will be fabulous for us all because our rents have increased in the meantime. So to have our values. Yep, hang in there. There's an unlock. There's a bit of a there's a bit of a relief on the horizon for us all, which I'm excited about, which is pretty normal, folks. Good morning, Alex. Hope you're well, mate. Good to see you. All right, I'll get the uh, I'll get the things uh, warmed up. Do the quick intros. Most of you know all of these things already. Whoever's on, but if you're new, if you uh, are finding us somehow, you're brand new to our coaching and mentoring program. You might have joined just recently. We had a bunch of people join. Uh, welcome, Jason Witten's my name, one of the founders of Positive, been property investing, I think it's over 25 years now, I was uh, adding it up, well, you keep saying 20 years, but now the years years get further and further and you keep saying 20, but the years are moving on, anyway, I think that might be a function of ageing, who knows, and uh, coaching and supporting property investors across Australia and New Zealand over 20, this is our 21st year now. Helped uh, people buy over 10,000 properties over 21 years. Pretty cool. Along the way, paid attention, folks, and uh, have learnt one or two things that you probably should do. Plenty of things you shouldn't do. Uh, and uh, each morning we get together about 10 past 8 and have what we call a bit of a wealth coffee chat. So that's the drill. Talk about what's real, what's noise. Um, and uh, try and keep you on track as a property investor. There's a very simple uh, universal truth, folks, in property investing, buy and hold property investing, a universal truth, certainly in Australia anyway. I don't know if that's universal, but uh, Australian truth is that if you buy a good property and keep it for 15 to 20 years, you're going to be okay. The challenge is keeping it for 15 to 20 years, staying on track, and that's what this show and our coaching and mentoring is all about, folks. So if you're new uh, or you needed a reminder, that's a quick snapshot of where we are, who we are, what we're up to. Good morning. Rodney's in the house as well. Good day, mate. Good to see you. Chris. Good to see you, mate. And then Kai. Fantastic, Kai. Thanks for uh, joining us. Good to see you here. So, folks, today we, I think we're going to uh, we'll continue our conversation uh, that's been going for about a week and a half now. If you haven't uh, gone back and have a look at the, uh, the first couple of Wealth Coffee Chats, we've talked about resetting or, or rechecking where we are at the start of the year. Maybe you're new, brand new to investing. Maybe it's a... Uh, uh, second, third, 15th year of investing, whatever it is, every year or every six months, we need to check back in where we are and make sure we're on track. So we're doing a bit of a high-level strategies and tactics conversation 
And uh, the last few Wealth Coffee Chats have been about establishing where we are financially, uh, knowledge-wise, uh, energy action-wise, and uh, working out what we might need to do to uh, improve those situations and positions and, and whatever. Uh, today, I want to talk about how we design our income. I call it the income engine. And in the world of property, there's two styles of income uh, that we can enjoy. Income, which means cash flow, folks, which is cash, real cash money flowing into the bank. Uh, chuck it in the chat if you know what, uh, what they are. There could be kind of three, but two main incomes from uh, property. Chuck them in the chat. What, what are they, folks? Styles of income. Always try and ask the question without giving it away, but then the question doesn't really make a lot of sense. But what's the two types of income that we can enjoy from the world of property investing, ladies and gents? And I'll put a little kind of above the line and below the line, all right? Um Capital gains for sure, Alex. Yep, yep, rent, capital growth. So rent, so rental income for sure. And the other income, um, yep, rent and uh, and uh, tax deductions, tax back. Now, I, I call that income for sure. I call it income for sure. Uh, many sort of talk about it not being real, but at the end of the day, if you don't want your tax deductions, give them to me, folks. If you don't think they're real, fabulous. I'll have them. <laughs> uh, and it increases my cash flow. But we're going to just leave that one out to win today's discussion. Rental income. Alison. Hey, good to see you, Alison. Been missing you uh, on the show. Good to see you. I know you've moved and uh, getting the lay of the land where you are in the Northern Territory. Um, so trading income. Now, this is kind of like uh, this This bottom here is is almost uh, against the grain when it comes to talking about building a property portfolio, folks. But as you build your portfolio, a trading income, which means buying and selling. So buy, buy and sell. And this one is buy and hold income. I want to talk about that today. And, and, and uh, as we uh, grow our portfolios, as we decide on the style of uh, investing we would do. Uh, often many of us will get involved down here at some point in the future, but it's probably not advisable in your first maybe five to seven years, depending on the value of your portfolio. So let's go through that today. We're going to have a bit of a chat, a bit of a talk um, on what those sort of things might, might mean, might look like. Right, the first type of income is your simple buy and hold residential real estate, all right? Buy and hold residential real estate. It's the, the stuff that we're all used to, okay? All normal and used to. And that type of income, usually we can expect around that 4 or 5% income as a rental yield, right? So you buy a regular house, you buy a regular townhouse, you buy a regular apartment, and uh, your income generated from that five-ish percent. It's straightforward. Uh, it's rented normally on the rental market, uh, and uh, away you go. What do I like about those things when we talk about our income engine? This is uh, this is income that's paid, folks, weekly. Okay, it's a weekly income. Weekly income. Okay, the most 
regular, the most reliable income available to any investor anywhere in Australia. There is no other more reliable income than that income. A property that is rented out is more reliable than, than often your job, folks, okay? Uh, so let's get that sorted. It's a buy and hold piece of real estate. It's a regular residential, I call it resi piece of real estate. It's got weekly income and its loan to value ratio can be high. What do we mean by that? We've talked about this once or twice before. You can borrow up to 95% on that type of stuff um, once or twice in your life. And then, you know, the, the borrowing comes down to 90, you know, 85, 80%. But for all of us, we like that stuff. The pricing, the positions, the income, fantastic residential income. So your 5% income. In my world, you know, that's probably for most of us um, in the early stages, in the first seven, maybe to 10 years, that would be between 90 and 100% of what you're up to. That's what I call the wealth base, folks, the wealth base. Get three or $4 million worth of property into your wealth base, very reliable, very consistent, very simple, easy to borrow, et cetera, et cetera, uh, as we go. But as your property values in this section grow in value, you might, uh, you might spin out or spin forward when it comes to the types of deals that you go and do. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the next type of deal, you know, that might be in the sort of the six to nine percent range. Okay. Six to nine percent range. Chuck it in the chat. Um, the types of buy and hold income from a property that you could get in that six to nine percent range. Folks, put it in the chat for me. Play along here. And there's a bunch of different styles of property in this sort of section. Um, as we go. But for many of us, we can understand things like commercial property, um, retail property, uh, industrial property, right? Commercial, industrial. Yep, exactly, Alex. Um, now, nothing wrong with those. Uh, I'm not a fan of those for most uh, just simple buy and hold investors. I think there's some risk in those that most investors, especially starting out, uh, should not expose themselves to. You know, long vacancy rates, much more complex um, uh, rental agreements, business challenges like, you know, COVID folks, you know, what happened? All of the uh, industrial or commercial or um, retail owners got no rent. Basically, you couldn't charge anyone rent. So, you know, there's some, there's some risks there that most you know, straightforward, buy and hold, simple, low-key investors should not expose themselves to. Um, but, you know, we would like this type of income. So my question to you is, um, how could we, what, what, what could we do? How could we create that 6 to 9% rental income, folks, um, from something we know? Put it in the chat if you if you think you might know what, what I'm talking about. Again, I'm trying not to give the answer away. What type of property deal could we do in this buy and hold world that most of us are very familiar with and comfortable with? How could we accelerate our income 
uh, into that, what I call the second quadrant of income. Okay, question, thoughts? Anyone uh, know what I'm talking about? And it's not commercial, retail and industrial. Boom, you're on it, Jeff. All right, Airbnb. So a couple of things for me, a couple of things for you. Certainly commercial real estate can do it, Chris. Um, um, so if you have a residential piece of real estate, so resi, for me, for you, it's simple, the borrowing's easy and et cetera, et cetera. You know, resi, so you could short-term let it. So um, short let, short let, which is Airbnb. Okay, Airbnb is a, a good one. Um, there are types of properties that are either dual income or multi-room income. Have you heard of, you know, um, uh, rooming houses, um, uh, dual income, uh, duplexes, something like that. So multi-income residential properties. Now, they're a little bit more tricky, but I'd put them in here. And the other one for me at the moment, like unbelievable in some of my properties um, at the moment, um, furnished. Is that furnished or is that finished? Furnished. Furnished rentals, folks, unbelievable. My, um, I've got two properties up in Brisbane. Uh, yeah, exactly, Chris. Chris is on it, furnished apartments. My, I've got two properties in Brisbane, fully furnished, and um, the rental yields are in the 7 and 8%. 7 and 8%, folks. Long-term rentals, 12-month lease, brand-new property, fully furnished. One seven point nine, and the other one's eight point three percent rental yield. Awesome, amazing stuff, right? So it's still residential. I get all the borrowing, I get all the safety and stuff like that. But uh, away we go. Now, that's how you can bump your income, maybe from your existing portfolio. All right, so you could use your existing portfolio. You know, maybe you buy it now, and maybe you furnish it later. Okay, so you know. Most of my property is in here, buy and hold. And then over here, I've got 20 to 30% of my properties in the, in the multi-income, Airbnb, short let, furnished um, maneuver, folks. Fabulous, fantastic. Get that income going. Mix and match this income, right, as you go. So below the line, uh, buy and sell trading. Now, someone mentioned, someone mentioned the joint venture. Yeah, I think... Um, I think spots would would uh, work quite nicely for that, Chris. And uh, you know, get ahead on that, and maybe do a little bit of research and find out what uh, what that area might pay. Uh, someone answered the the joint ventures, like a joint venture of some description. And this is where down here, when your wealth, when your properties go, um, you know, we had a look at this the other day. Your your values go up and your debts go down, and you have a lot of equity in here. Right, equity. So you can use that equity to get involved in other things other than a direct purchase, right? So trading income. So there's two things, um, and the joint ventures are a simple one. Most of you know, uh, if you don't already, um, there's there's joint ventures that uh, our members get access to. But you know, the joint ventures that we do, you know. Uh, have been producing anywhere between 15 and 30 percent, you know, cash on cash, cash on cash, put a hundred thousand dollars in, 
get your $100,000 back plus $30,000 over a 12-month period, which is pretty sweet, right? So, you know, if your portfolio is worth three or four million, you know, 100 grand into joint ventures, you know, getting a 30% return on it's not bad, okay? So that's another one. But that one is, you know, by and large, uh, a trading income that someone else does on your behalf, right? You could do your own developments. And over here, this is where um, I see a, a few investors take on their own opportunities uh, instead of getting involved in some bigger deals. You know, this is sometimes, you know, 15, 20, 30, you know, 40 properties developed and sold. You know, this one here um, is uh, this section here can do something quite nice like that. So there's a few different strategies in this one, which you can do, um, you can build a duplex. So duplex, you build two properties at the same time. You can sell one, you can keep one. Um, we call this one the McMansion, <laughs> um, the McMansion strategy. You know, right now, um, especially places like Brisbane, you can buy some land for six or seven hundred thousand, build a nice house for six or seven hundred thousand. You know, you're into that for one point. 1.3, and you can sell it for $1.8, $2 million, right? So the McMansion strategy trading. So duplexes, you know, McMansion, um, and sometimes this sort of stuff is known as uh, a spec house or a spec, you know, um, trading deal, okay? So, you know, those can be quite good. And depending on what you do, these can, can often create you know, 10 to 15% trading income for the investor um, over time, okay? So um, there's some of the things you can do. Imagine your portfolio built in a way that you blend your income created from the portfolio. Not only are you getting 5% rental yield, basic buy and hold, some of your properties in your portfolio, you you push them a bit, you get them into that income acceleration. Simple, residential, low risk, low key, but you might short term let them, you know, let them three months at a time or six months at a time or even on Airbnb. Multi-income, rent by room, okay? There's some specialty um, agents who do that or furnished um, at the moment working really well. So you, it's still your regular portfolio, folks. You know, and then you can use the equity and the income to come down here and do some like a trading deal of your own. You might build a McMansion, you might build a duplex and sell one, keep one. Uh, you might build a, a house in a just a regular suburb and know that in 12, 18 months' time, two years' time, you're going to sell it for a profit to then speed up your income. All right. Now, I'm not a massive fan of selling stuff, um, especially if you don't have your base wealth locked away. But when you've got your base wealth locked away, if that's three, four, five million dollars worth of real estate, then there is there's no issues with creating extra income from the assets that you've got. Assets that you've got. And the joint ventures are fantastic. They're a very passive way to make your money work a little bit harder than sort of sitting in equity um, in, uh, in a piece of real estate that you haven't unlocked to create income. So hopefully that makes sense. Um, as you go, and uh, you know, maybe that's on the radar for you. Chuck it in the chat for me. 
I'd be interested for the few people who are still on right now. There's about 30, 30 people on. Um, you know, which one of these uh, quadrants are you in or which one's the next one for you? Put it in the chat. The buy and hold, the uh, acceleration, the, the multi-income or the trading income. Where are you at? You know, are you still a buy and hold or are you a buy and sell trading? Um, chuck it in the chat for me. Or maybe it's a combination of both. Um, where you're at and what's going on for you. Um, all right, folks. Well, that's about it for today. I think uh, buy and hold, Alison, for sure. Yeah, building that portfolio, building that base uh, in there. Um, Kylie's in the buy and hold as well. Yep. Someone's in the trading phase. Yep. Awesome. Yep. So, you know, that's awesome, team. So build that buy and hold wealth. Uh, and, um, you know, um, is NDIS worth it? David, the answer is yes, it's worth it, but it's quite complicated and they're not all made equal, by the way, folks. Um, uh, David, are you in our mentoring program? Because if you are, I can connect you with a couple of our team who've done uh, a couple of NDIS and uh, they, it, it works well for them, but it's a bit more effort than you might think. Um, so the answer is yes. And also it depends, all right? <laughs> um, but if you're in our coaching program, David, reach out to your coach and they can connect you with some people to, to talk about that in detail if you're serious about it, all right? Um, cool. Oh, sweet, mate. Well, maybe you could consider it. There you go. All right. No, well, and that's the big issue for me, Chris. You know, there's there's lending issues, David, that you have to navigate. Um or lending restrictions that you have to navigate. Check this out. Look, was it a good day today? Let's hope so. Yay. <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, yeah, there's some lending issue you have to navigate. Uh, then your tenant is not your direct tenant. You have to then deal with a provider who then finds the tenants and so on. So it's a bit more tricky than you'd expect. And um, politicians could reduce the, the support at any point in time which always makes me a little nervous, you know, with that sort of thing. But anyway, anyway, if you're into it, then uh, I suggest you do your research. But the answer is yes, but it depends. All right, folks, that's it from me today. Good to see you all. Thanks for joining. Um, join me again tomorrow for another one if you're up for it, 10 past 8. You guys know the drill. We get, uh, get together around about 10 past 8 and hang out, do what we do, which is uh, – talk about property investing and see if we can't all stay on track. All right, folks, that's it from me. Great to see you. Thanks for joining. Take care. See you tomorrow. Bye for now.